Silence Podcast, starring your host, Brian Moretz. <laughs> I don't think this is going to make the cut. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. So we have Stephen back with us yet again. I think this this is the fifth podcast, something like that. Something like that, which may may put you at least in like with the most guest appearances. Top on the guest podcast. category. Yeah. Welcome back to the Stephen Show. <laughs> Not quite, but anyway, that's where half the podcast doesn't make it in the final cut. <laughs> if you guys like t-shirts, go ahead and go over to. FaithandFreedomClothing.com. If you need some new duds and you like Jesus and guns, FaithandFreedomClothing.com. <laughs> there they have some pretty cool t-shirts. T-shirts are dope and they'll let you, your family, and everybody else who sees you know that you're better than them and you love Jesus. <laughs> and America and guns. <laughs> Go ahead and use the coupon code IMPACTDEFENSE at checkout. It gives you 15% off of anything that you purchase. Hey guys, you like Black Friday? Well, this is kind of like Black Friday, but without all the violence. I know, it's my favorite part too. But you can use code ImpactDefense.com, not ImpactDefense.com. You use code ImpactDefense at checkout, you can get 15% off. Welcome to the news portion of the podcast. What's your host? Me. So, Brad is a USCCA member from Texas. Hello, Brad. On his way home from work, Brad noticed a car swerving dangerously through traffic. He tried to get out of the way, but ended up stuck at a red light next to the crazed driver. He was trapped as the man screamed obscenities and threats at him. Though Brad begged the guy to leave him alone, the other driver suddenly got out of his car and attempted to attack Brad through his car window, right there in the middle of the road. As a proud and responsible gun owner, Brad didn't want to take a life unnecessarily, so he did the only thing that he could do. He grabbed his pepper spray, aimed the spray, at his attacker and even called the police to report the attack. However, when the police finally arrived, Brad was the one charged with assault. Now, he was left to face criminal uh, he was left facing a criminal record, thousands of dollars in fines and the threat of a civil suit from the very road raging maniac who attacked him. <clears throat> Thankfully, uh, USCCA paid all of his um, law um, expenses yeah lawyer fees expenses everything and he ended up getting off without a charge you know this is uh, another reason why like that type of insurance is well, super think important about what a responsible like whole situation no, that, that was. was first off he had carry insurance and he had a gun on him but chose to use the pepper spray instead because he didn't think it fully called for using his gun. So yeah, like, so yeah, use the uh, use your or have nonviolent no not nonviolent sorry <laughs> have like a, a non-lethal option on you. Yeah. We discussed that several podcasts back. Have a non-lethal option on you, uh, and then like have some insurance because bad things happen. Brad is smart. Be like Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Another good move too if you're ever in a situation like that get as close to one side of the road or the other uh, it may have just been a situation where he had like a guardrail on one side or mm. something like that but it says he was at a red light which would probably mean intersection i would get as close to that intersection as possible um you know that kind of thing if you could drive away from it absolutely that's good yeah 
Or, you know, if things get real squirrely, you can drive into them. Hey, you know. Just the best double tap there is is front tire, back tire. <laughs> be like that. I don't know if you see, uh, what's it called, UCCA or US? USCCA? Yeah, USCCA. They should cover that, I think. I don't know. I'm not a representative for them, but. I, mean, I don't know, but you can call and ask. I don't know. If they'll cover pepper spray, it just seems like they'll come over a defensive well, they say it's, it's self-defense insurance. It's not yeah. just like guns. So, I guess if you have to hit somebody with your car in self-defense, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, as long as it's justified. Know. Yeah. So if you do something system. stupid and unjustified, they're not going to cover you, by the way. Yeah, like mothers <laughs> pushing babies and strollers and stuff. Not the time for that. But, you know, if you give them a little, little bumper boop, you know, sounds like you're in that one. Just be like that. All right. So today, our topic is really going to be about uh, training injuries. You know, we get I, I hear a lot of times, I'd like to I'd like to train for self defense. I'd like to do that kind of stuff, but I'm afraid I'll get hurt. Well, first I off, like, yeah. I can just about guarantee you're going to get hurt way worse if you need to defend yourself and you don't know how. Yes. Um, yeah. Something about, like, you know, being down on the ground and getting your face dumped in probably is the time to start developing new skills. Mm. Um, you know. Hang so on, like, let me try something. Yeah, <laughs> you will be more effective, trained and injured, than untrained at all. Very true. But, um, so I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some of the training injuries that we have mm-hmm. uh, experienced through the years. I have, I've been doing this for a little over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. So, I think I've got a, a lot of a lot of years of training injuries and crap to talk about. Uh, you know, yes, it's when you're training, it's a reality of it. You know, yeah. it's it it's is. But that does not mean what I don't want people to think about is like it's not something that happens like all the time. No, no, not at all. And it's not like generally not more than bumps and bruises. Yeah, it's not like it's not like it. it it's not a rarity for like an injury to happen for like a, a serious injury you know you break an arm you break a leg you you know pop your knee out of socket those are pretty rare and you don't see those very often and usually when they do happen like you know people get pretty on top of it but you know as far as it goes like it's going to happen for me I can't tell you how many times I've broken the knuckle in my left thumb like, <laughs> I think like four times like let's like yeah, y'all can hear that on the podcast. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Kylie's face needs to be Kylie's mean. face is mortified right now. It's great. Yeah. So, like, how have you done that? Um, two of the times I did it was exactly the same way. Um, I was teaching somebody a shoulder throw. And uh, so the first time was actually at... It wasn't here. It was when we were on South Main Street. Mm. And uh, I taught somebody a shoulder throw. I smacked the mat to break my fall. My knee came on top of it, crushed it between the mat and my knee, and uh, and smashed it. And the second one, this kid was like, it was at jiu-jitsu, and he was just like, man, I want to hit it, I want to hit it. You know, he's like, you know, he's really, he's trying hard. And so I had, I kind of worked on it some with him, and so we kind of, we kind of worked on it. And so I set up and getting into it. And uh, so I let him do it to me. We, we got the setup, and he was getting to where he could pull it off the exact same way. He steps in, boom, shoulder drops to his knees, throws me, hand comes down, smacks the mat, knee comes over, smashes my thumb again. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I broke it again. I think somebody punched it after it was like pretty freshly healed. And uh, yeah, we were doing some some hand stuff. Um, he goes to throw a pretty hard punch. I go to parry it. And he punches the thumb, and I'm like, <laughs> and it like goes numb again. And I'm like, well, we're here. Like, this sucks. Like, so it's back into it. So now it makes all kinds of gross noises, and I can tell when it's gonna snow. <laughs> I'm like your grandpa, but better looking. <laughs> Okay, that brings up a very interesting thing. Do you think you've you've been hurt more, uh, like learning it or teaching it? Probably teaching it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. By far, I have hurt myself more teaching than Mm -hmm. ever just learning. Yeah. I have never had more than a bump or a bruise just learning. Yeah. But teaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's something like, especially when you're doing line drills or like you're teaching a throw and people are setting up a throw and you get thrown 40, 50 times. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're, the window for you to get hurt opens up 40, 50 times versus when they do it, it's, you know, a handful of like partner yeah. drills and stuff like and that. And even outside of injury, like <coughs> instructor soreness is a whole different level <laughs> of soreness than student soreness. It's because they come in for an hour class. If they're like doing regular classes, if we're talking about something with like regular classes, they come in for like an hour class or whatever, and you are there for, you know, teaching classes like for us. All day. Yeah. yeah. Seven hours of classes straight we have here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. it gets to be a lot. Yeah. And again, like you said, the window of 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 the ability to get hurt is a lot yeah, wider at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And plus everybody just looks and goes like, Oh, you do this for a living. You can take it a lot more mm-hmm. than everybody else. And they're right. Which is true, yeah. but you still but, don't want an injury. <laughs> yeah. Like you will get significantly tougher, but like on that note, like, yeah, you're still, you know, your window of opportunity to get broken is, is open yeah. for longer. There are still those days where you're just like, okay, we're only going to do this a couple times because I have to teach this the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. And I recognize that. <laughs> yeah. And you're being smart about it. For me, most of most of the injuries I've had as far as like muscular injuries and stuff like that, pulled muscles and things like that, really could have been avoided if I just stretched afterwards. Yeah. Like, or if or I probably was warmed up yeah, beforehand. Yeah, properly warmed up beforehand or stretched afterwards. Um, like I went, and this was pretty recent. And then I went back to the gym. Me and my buddy were working out. I was about three weeks into this program we were doing. It's a strength and hypertrophy program, mm-hmm. and like, and I'm seeing huge jumps in the amount of weight I can push. I mean, like huge jumps. I'm sore all the time though. Life kind of yeah. sucks, but it's like, but you know, as far as it goes, I'm getting stronger, and it's happening fast. I'll accept. Yeah. I'll send you that program. It's awesome. Yeah. But um, I did one like that, and it was awesome until I hurt myself doing it. Yeah. And uh, I literally, I didn't hurt myself doing it. I hurt myself getting in the shower. I looked at my back and I tweaked my back and I'm like, uh, like, and it's like, and it was so bad where it was like, I could still do everything if I use good form and stuff like that. Like I was mm. still, you know, I was still deadlifting weight. I think I was doing like 370 or something like that. I was like throwing up 370, but I was like, this hurts. Like, you know, I've got like my, my my compression belt like way up here in my solar plexus because that's where my back hurts and I'm like you know I'm still gonna get it but like you know life sucks you know? yeah and then the chiropractor fixed me up but like 
That's a, you know, but like usually my thing is if I, I can pretty much guarantee that if I had stretched like I was supposed to while I was still warmed up, mm-hmm. while I was still good, if I had just gone and, you know, took that time, stretched, mm-hmm. but instead I wanted to go eat, I was hungry. I just <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you know, um, so like aftercare, that's really important, you know. One of those important things you can do, and also if you're one of those guys that like can't kick past your waist and you want to be able to like smoke people in the dome piece with your foot, um, which is fun, yeah, which is awesome, like it's hilarious. Uh, you know, stretch, yeah, it's more important. Very true. All right, somebody else is training injuries. Come on, Jenna, share something. No, whenever he was talking about uh, he injured himself coming out of the shower, was it coming out of the shower? No, I was Whatever. getting into yeah. it. Like, I literally picked my leg up high enough to step over my bathtub. <laughs> and it was like, and I mean, it just, like, it clenched like Thanos just grabbed my spine. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. No, I was just thinking of, like, one day that, I don't know, the day was going really badly, and then it ended with... Like doing a class, coming home and realizing that I couldn't put weight on one leg because of um, some kicks that were just like landing there over and over and over again in the same spot. And so I like step out of my car and like kind of stumble forward. And then I get in the house and my husband has some health issues and he was at the point where his whole body was locking up that night. So I was like, well, I've got one good leg. I'm going to be the one walking the dog. And so I step out onto the stairs and my dog decides to just like. Yay, grass! And so she like runs forward, and I just end up falling down the stairs and laying down in the cold, wet rain, like just sitting here, like, well, this is where I die. (laughs) (laughs) And then at that point, my husband's like, "Are you okay?" Like, not really. (laughs) And so I'm just like laying there, getting rained on, and so like he comes out, almost falls down the stairs on top of me, saves it. It was fine. Um, but, yeah, that was a... I mean, at least he, uh, he would have had a pad. Yeah. <laughs> not really. I'm bowling here. I'd probably injure him worse than the ground. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that was, like, not the most fun experience. Managed to hang on to the dog, though, so at least I didn't have to chase her. <laughs> I don't think that would have gone well. Um, it's been like it's raining. She knows where the food is. I'm going inside. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> or she won't, and then I don't have a dog to feed. Um, <clears throat> See? Thank you. Win-win. Yeah, I know, but that was, that was like one of those where it was like you don't really realize that you're injured in the class as much as when you step out of the car when you get home because um, the adrenaline has shut off. Then there was all. Then, there, then there's all of my shoulder injuries. My shoulder is the most notable one that just reoccurs because I feel like it's the reoccurring injuries that annoy me. The ones that you have to keep in the back of your mind when you're training to try and avoid. Yeah. You know, having to not train as much the next day. So like, <laughs> those are the ones that get on my nerves because for me, mine isn't a lack of flexibility problem. It's a way too much movement problem. Yeah. Yeah, because. I'm flexible, but the really notable thing about me is that beyond flexibility, my joints just go further than they're supposed to, which is helpful if someone wants to put me in an arm bar or something because I just don't feel it um, and can usually get out before it goes out. But the problem is if I, say, don't get out and that person continues going for the arm bar, it'll take a really, really long time. But um, if they hit it just right, I could just, like, my shoulder will just go... 
before I ever feel anything. Hmm. So if they're doing an armbar properly, it would be your elbow <clears throat> doing. But you know. Yeah. Um, that's never happened with an armbar though. So no, usually it's just the most basic of things that shouldn't cause me any problems that cause the shoulder to just kind of go. We don't want to be a part of you anymore. Mm. Um, That's kind of a, I don't know if I say genetic, but that was kind of a a thing that you already had coming, going on before you. I've always been very naturally flexible, but um, starting here when I was 14, I just kind of like gained back the normal flexibility and then discovered that I also had the extra hypermobility thing. When she says hypermobility, like she will lift her arm up beside her head and her elbow will touch her opposite shoulder. Hmm. Now, yeah, that's the, when when people like in class and everything see her do that. It's like, oh my gosh, you're so flexible. And then she was having problems with her shoulder coming out of socket. And mm-hmm. I had looked it up, and I was like, hey, Jada, you probably don't need to push your stretching that far. Yeah, because that I was was actually making it pop, pop out of socket hmm. more. Yeah, and I've stopped stretching my shoulders so much. Like I'm purposefully yeah. letting them tighten up. The only problem is because that hypermobility thing is so natural to my body, it's never going to fully tighten up like someone else's yeah. would. It's yeah. just never going to. My my arms are always going to have the tendency of just like sliding out of socket. Right. So for me, mine is just like my body is way too loose and just yeah, I, I have to avoid letting something like that happen. I think the the thing that scared me the most wasn't even my shoulder because at this point I'm just used to having to pop a shoulder back in joint. It's inconvenient and it makes my job a whole lot harder, but I can like, you know, it's fine. Um, was when I got kicked in the leg one time and I felt my hip go. And I was like, Oh, that needs to be avoided. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you seen the, uh, speaking of shoulders coming out of joint, have you seen the video of the kid that was in the MMA fight? He was actually, I looked it up, he's actually an EMT, but the guy, uh, they're fighting and the guy's shoulder goes out of socket. And he's, I mean, he's sitting there and his arm's hanging there and he's kind of arguing with the the doctor on scene. And he's like, his opponent comes up and he's like, hey man, do you mind if I, and he's like, yeah. And he just pulls his shoulder and it pops it back in place and he's like, and he walks back over in his corner, and they're like, are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. Lots, <laughs> lots of yeah. adrenaline yeah. still going. You don't really feel the effects. Yeah, you don't feel the yes. Once you can move your arm again, it's yeah. fine, you know. But, like, whenever it just kind of – if you've never dislocated anything, it just kind of feels like all of a sudden, like, your arm is kind of detached, and then, like – seven cinder blocks are attached to it just pulling it down to the ground yeah like that's what it feels like and then so you're just sitting there like trying to lift it up but it just feels like trying to lift something way too heavy for you um and then someone puts it back in and it's like whoa i can move it again and it, it hurts the next day more than it does that day but yeah the problem is for me that it just reoccurs so much so yeah but that's not a problem most people should have. <laughs> no, so my, my problem is any injuries I talk about are usually not going to be something most people have to worry about so much. Okay, and, and as we go around the table, for the most part, I think everybody's injuries are more related to something that the normal person going and taking a class is not going to experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Bumps and bruises are like the thing that happens more than yeah. anything. Um, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to get a bloody nose. You know, you're you know, you're going to get hit. You might get choked out depending on what you're doing. That happens. Getting choked out is actually kind of nice. Like, when you wake <laughs> up, when you wake up, your your whole head kind of feels like TV static just a little bit, but it's not that bad. Um, I remember I got choked out one time. Uh, it was me and my buddy were just drilling, 
and you know at this point I've I'm going to do jiu-jitsu at this place for like two years. And so, you know, it's just pretty normal. And uh, he's a blue belt, and we're just kind of working on some stuff. And he falls over into a collar choke, and he's going. And I was like, I fall over to defend it. Well, I fall to the wrong side. And I was like, oh, crap, I fell to the wrong side. Okay, well, I need to get this hand over and make myself a little bit of room. And I got about as far as grab the sleeve and make room to where I just like. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like. Yeah, and so at this point I'm napping, and apparently I'm still, like, trying to grab because it was the last thought that I have, <laughs> and I've still got some kind of motor skill, and uh, and somebody's like, hey, bro, he's asleep, and he's like, what? Oh, right, <laughs> and they let me out, and I'm getting, like, smacked, and I'm like, come on, buddy, come on, come on back, <laughs> and I really thought, what I thought was happening, I think that he choked me for a couple extra seconds afterwards, you know, but usually you can tell when they just kind of go limp, um, what I thought was, I was at home asleep in my bed and the TV was on. And that's what everybody was, that's what all the noise was. And I was like, hey, somebody's like, TV's loud. And I woke up and I was like, why is my bed blue? Those are mats. I got choked out. The lesson of that story is tap. Yeah. Yeah, it's tap. And like, don't be so caught up in what you're doing that you don't realize, oh crap, I'm being choked. Like, yeah. Um, that same guy that I was actually drilling with, I choked him out one time. We were rolling, and I got, I had his back, and I got a collar choke in that was just, like, deeper than Einstein's theory of relativity. Yeah. Like, I mean, this thing, it was it was in there. But he would do this thing where he would, like, relax and just make you think you didn't have it. So, like, I've been choking him before, and he's been purple, and I'm like, bro, are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, you know, and like give me a thumbs up and like shake his head. And uh, so then, you know, that worked on me before and I let the stupid choke go. And I was like, bro, did I just not have it? What was I doing wrong? He was like, oh, no, you totally had it. I just wasn't going to give you the satisfaction. And I was like, oh, okay, well. So I knew this and I was like, man, I know that I'm choking him. And so I roll him up into a bow and arrow choke, which if y'all don't know what that is, it's where I take my leg and loop it over their arm from the rear and I take both hands and I'm pulling on his neck like I'm trying to start a lawnmower. That's <laughs> so, what it looks like. Yeah, and he hasn't tapped yet. So I rolled him all the way up and I'm scooting my elbow back and I'm like pushing on his head. And he's been so relaxed this whole time, I just let it go and I'm like, all right, bro, what am I doing wrong? And he goes, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I've choked him for like. 30, 40 seconds at this point. Like, I mean, and I have, like, almost choked him dead. Like, and he's like, <laughs> like, to the point where I'm thinking, gosh, I'm going to have to give this dude CPR and his breath stinks. This is dead. So I'm like, I've got him on his side. I'm smacking his chest. I'm checking for a pulse. He's, his heart's beating. That's good. And, like, and he's like, and, you know, so I've, like, cleared an airway. And then he kind of comes back and he's like, huh, huh. And, like, at this point, uh, Kevin, the instructor's come up, and he's like, ooh. He was like, that was a bad one. And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I'm like, just making sure I didn't just murder him on these mats. And uh, and he pulls him aside, and he's like, buddy, you got to tap. <laughs> he was like, you weren't there for it, but that was really bad. <laughs> and, he's like, okay. and I mean, like, you know, that happens. But I can guarantee when he woke up, he had no idea where he was. Yeah, no, that doesn't so, normally happen. Yeah, that's that only when you're, like, I like mean, well, when you're stupid, stupid stubborn. Just stop, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, just. It's like two taps. Like, <laughs> yeah, swallow the pride. That's all it takes. Give him one of those. You know, okay. It's okay. I, I think, so, 
when I was when I was fighting, I was training and um, you know Scott Scott gave me some great advice. He yeah. said, "Look, when you're in the ring and you're getting paid, or maybe when we was training with Kurt, you remember Kurt Pellegrino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah it was Kurt. Uh, so we was training with Kurt Pellegrino. And uh, if you guys don't know who that is, UFC fighter, uh, super cool dude. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, probably 10, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, uh, he was you know really high ranking in the lightweight division. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we were training with him, and I, I was working with him. And he told me, he says, "Listen, he said I don't really care. He says if you get caught in something, freaking tap." Yeah. Uh, you know, he said, unless you are out there getting paid thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to win, it's not worth letting something break or going to sleep. Yeah. It's not. And <laughs> it's even like, like for street defense and stuff like that, too, if you find yourself in a submission from somebody who seems to like, oh, this guy knows submissions, tap anyway. If yes. nothing, you might give him just a little bit of pause or he'll go, oh. Yeah. Know. Exactly. Most of the time, those dudes aren't going to be the ones that, you know, that that get on you anyway. Um, Yeah. Actually, a buddy of mine ended up, uh, he trained, he did MMA and stuff like that, too. And uh, Mm -hmm. he ended up about in a fight in a concert with with a guy. Apparently, they were were over there, and he was getting rough with people. They were doing, like, the mosh pit thing. And he was getting really rough with people in the mosh pit, like, you know, throwing elbows and stuff like that. And the dude, he was drunk. I mean, you know, he's messed up drunk. And he's, you know, but, you know, whatever. And uh, the dude, and he ended up knocking this girl over that was with my buddy, and uh, so you know he goes over and he just catches him in the mosh pit, and so he ends up clinching up with him. I think he was going to dump him on the ground to be like, bro, you need to chill out. And uh, that guy ended up, I don't remember. He ended up stepping through and coming over, and he slammed his other hook back in, and then they both had this moment. And he was like, bro, where do you train? And he's like, oh, man, I go down here. And they ended up good buddies. And then they, they had a talk. Yeah. And they had a talk about it afterwards. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just, I, we've been drinking. We've been joking, being stupid. Like, you know. But, uh, yeah, he was like, bro, where are you trained? And, like, you know, because it was obvious, like, this dude isn't moving like somebody that doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like, you know, fighting people that don't train. Like, if you're a trained fighter and you're fighting somebody who doesn't know how to fight, it's like fighting babies. It's, it's easy. It's not. Yeah. yeah. You don't really have to know a lot to be better than people. Um, most people, it's kind of like cats in a bag, and especially if you know how to grapple and you move with purpose, that's noticeable. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, but they're like, "Where are you trained? Like, Go wherever." Oh, dude, like, you know, and they ended up being pretty cool after that, and they got them to chill out and like <laughs> stuff like that. It's a weird occurrence, but it's like you know. Yeah. You know. Um, Slightly back on track, or back on track, or whatever here. Yes, yeah, so uh, left field, but you know. Uh, you know we're great for that. Um, as far as like me, I've uh, I tore Achilles mm-hmm. uh, one time, but I mean, like that could happen. Running, yeah. that can happen. Pretty much anything. And actually, Didn't you tear I was playing basketball. Nope. Nope. Wait, what was nope. that? Nope. What was that? I actually tore it playing dodgeball. Oh. So I was playing with the kids. Uh, it's it was like technically in. Most, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It's like it's always the stupid stuff. It's very rarely actually training stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I do this crap for a living all the time. I'm doing crap with kids and and you know everything, and then training adults and all this mess. And what do I do? I sprained my ankle playing basketball. I tore an Achilles mm-hmm. playing dodgeball with the kids after class one day. I just I'm standing still, and I also just take off and start running. Yeah. And as soon as I did, something popped, and I was like, Oh, this is not good. Yeah. And I just remember kind of leaning against the wall for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, but like, we'll say like playing around in, in here and stuff like that, sparring, being goofy, and like, you know, yeah, it's it's when you're throwing when you're like doing stupid, stupid jumping sidekicks and whatever else. I've sprained my ankle. I don't know how many times. Yeah, you remember when I sprained it really bad about five years ago, and it kind of looked like my ankle was giving birth to an egg. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that was more than five years ago because I think we were on the other side of town. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it's probably yeah because eight to ten years ago. Yeah. Every time we end up down here, I feel old. You know that? No, no. Not as old as you do. I'm sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, okay. um, but like actual training injuries, I'm still getting over a broken nose at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was the trainer thing that I was doing. I was chasing somebody with a marker because mm-hmm. uh, we were doing knife defense, and markers are a really, really fun way of training knife defense. Yeah. So uh, I was chasing a guy with a marker, and I ran into his forearm as he's trying to defend. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is it's a coloring injury. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was just trying to color his T-shirt, and mm-hmm. he didn't want that to happen, so he formed me in the nose. So, but again, that's kind of like uh, as the trainer, you know, kind yeah. of injury. You want to jump in? I busted out laughing earlier because I remembered us filming a fight scene one day and her jumping over the. Oh hand. gosh. <laughs> that was. <laughs> so there was a hammock that him. Between those this two was during the COVID there. times when we didn't have people here. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we were right. filming fight scenes and everything. And I was just, like, messing with the hammock and stuff, like, testing stuff out what to do. And then uh, when it come time for deciding what to do, I was jumping over a hammock, and my I landed, let's just say, yeah. Right between the legs. Yes. Yep. And she learned that day that it hurts females... <laughs> Mm-hmm. A Two. lot. <laughs> it happened twice. What <laughs> was on video? <laughs> she she jumps over. We see her land, and Ryan and I both kind of look at each other like, uh, and then we look at Kylie, and then it's like, <sighs> and then there's like the freak out of that really hurt. Like she's she's panicking, and then she gets calmed down, and she's like, oh, I'm oh, gonna try again. <laughs> and so she tries again and lands the exact same way. And she's Yeah, she fell off and she hit the ground. Not again. Right at this point, I'm trying not to laugh a little bit just because of the irony. Yeah. Um, she had but, just, she was the one that decided she wanted to try that shot again, though. Yeah, but again, yeah. we're filming fight scenes. I mean, we're not. That's not really training. So yeah. yeah, that was it. Was just it was what made me laugh earlier. And Kylie looked at me like I was crazy when I just like started to start myself. But I I still laughed so hard at that, even though it was so terrible for you. I know. I'm sorry. It was, I was <laughs> laughing at myself at one point. Yeah, she was. She took it well. Yeah. For that. Because she was like, it happened twice. <laughs> yeah. And then another time, I sprained my ankle doing a safety vault, of all things, landing wrong on a safety vault. Yeah. So practicing parkour, you know, the martial art. Oh, yeah. Martial art of running away. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was doing some parkour stuff. Were you teaching that day? When you when, Did you um, do it while teaching? I was it? helping out with a parent parkour parents' night out. So yes. yes, and yes, you were teaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she was she was doing some teaching of some parkour and was teaching them the safety vault. And landed wrong. Landed wrong, sprained her ankle. Nice. Yeah. It's really ironic because of the name of the safety vault. Uh, yeah, that's what safety. she. <laughs> yeah. yep. And then another time, I broke a toe because I was running. We were playing dodgeball, and 
I was running to do a kata because I think it was kata dodgeball. And yeah, um, my middle toe bone curled under. Wouldn't try to hold your hand there. I feel I like believe you. <laughs> I feel like your personal pain tolerance comes in a lot whenever we're talking about training injuries because you know there are some people who like, it's a it's like the worst injury they've ever had when they end up with like a spot of bruising. You know? Yeah, and I, I guess that's... And I'm not used to that. Mm. Like, my household, it's like you, you hurt yourself, you get up, you walk away. You walk it off, get over it, it's going to get it's gonna get better. Like, maybe some super glue in the worst case scenario, usually. Unless, you know, your skull is showing like mine was. So, we had to go get... That was not a training injury. That was just, not a training injury. In any way. Um, I was not like I, I don't know I I went to the emergency room a lot and all of those times that As I a went child, to the emergency not room not for martial arts yes yeah. all of them happened before I started doing martial arts the things that you would think would injure me you know but like I came in here with kind of the expectation of. I'm going to get hurt sometimes. And then I ended up not getting hurt as bad as just doing the normal things that I used to do when like, I was younger. Well, most people don't really understand, like, getting hurt isn't a big deal. Yes, like, exactly. Hurt, mostly hurt stops when you let go, or hurt stops, like, a week after. It's not a big deal. Like, as far as, like, actual injuries go, those are pretty limited. Like, you don't see a whole lot of that. No. And usually, if it happens, it's because you did something stupid. Yeah, right? and, and, you know, I've talked to parents a lot, and we have – we teach – here we teach everything from like three-year-olds and up and we have had i've been doing this for freaking you talking about feeling old i think i've been teaching starting off teaching for my instructor and then moving into teaching myself you know teaching for myself and everything else mm-hmm. i've been teaching for like about 20 years now i yeah. think next year will be 20 years so um you know in those 20 years i've had People get hurt playing other sports much more than getting hurt in class. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very rare for somebody to actually get hurt in class. Bumps and bruises, everybody's going to get those. Mm -hmm. You do anything competitive, you're going to get bumps and bruises. Exactly. And I think part of that is the inherent safety net that you kind of put in your own head when you're doing something that intentionally training to injure another person. Yeah. Like if it, if it sounds bad, I mean, but that's really what self defense is. Yeah, is you know, like if you know this person's trying to hurt me, kill me, whatever it may be, and I'm going to incapacitate them, however it may be. If that means, you know, we get tied up and I take that kimura, I'm just going to take that shoulder. Mm. It is what it is. You know, I'm not really going to play that restraint game very much. Yeah. Um. You know. So for me, when I train, like, okay, yeah, like kimura, kimura goes until things pop, crackle, and he, you know, can tickle his own ear and stuff. You know. Bad news. It's not fun, but you know, but it's an inherent safety net that you put in your own head because that's your buddy, that's your friend, that's your training partner, that's at least somebody that you like enough that you don't want to, you know, rip their shoulder out of place. Um, so you know, generally, you're going to be more careful when you do it. Yeah, generally, that person's going to be more careful. When they and you know, it. I tell the kids a lot because, like, one of the things we do with kids is we work on if they get knocked down, standing up, that defensive stand up kind of thing, where you're standing up, that person's trying to hit you, and everything else. And, or, like, I'll, we get complaints about, or not really complaints, but the students will say something about that. The students will also say something about wrist grabs. Uh, it's like, well, you're grabbing me so tight. Okay. So I, I tell them, uh, I tell the parents and everything else, so listen, we've never had an injury with either one of those things mm-hmm. in any way. The thing is, uh, in both of these situations, 
you know, if that ever happens in real life, you want somebody that has trained you that cares about you and your yeah. safety enough to put some pressure on you. Yeah. And it may not be like super comfortable in that moment, but it's going to help you like understand that situation really, right. really well and understand how it actually feels. Right. But it's with somebody who actually cares about you and is not trying to injure yeah, you. Yeah, that's going to give them a little bit of stress, too, because it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're, they're grabbing me tight. Pressure really testing. Like do it. Yes, pressure testing is super, super important. Mm-hmm. And learning to deal with the bumps and bruises and things that you get in training like, will help you deal with it if you ever have to work through those things later. Like, I'm always surprised whenever we get someone who gets a cut or a bruise or something like that and there's this huge overreaction. Yeah, but, but by all means, if you've never been punched in the face before, and then you get yeah. punched in the face, it's like... It's like, but that's know. an opportunity to, like, help them learn how to deal with that. It's like, yeah, okay, it doesn't feel good, but it's... Yeah. Can you stand up? And they're like, yeah. Can you do this? Yeah, okay, then you're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. You'll yeah. be okay. Well, you know, and, it, and it's a... Um, what's the word? Metaphor, really, for life in a lot of ways. I tell the kids this. I try to make sure every time we teach this, I take a moment and I always say this. I want to make sure I say it in front of the adults and their parents as well. So when you're down and somebody is trying to hit you while you are standing back up, you're going to take some shots on the way up. doesn't matter. You can block most of them. You're going to take some shots. But the whole idea, and I don't give a crap if it's self-defense or if it's life, you're going to take some shots on the way up. Mm -hmm. you got to get back to your feet. Yep. You know? And I think a lot of parents start to say, wow, you know, at that point in time. And I don't give a, you know, we're talking about kids, we're talking about adults, whatever. If you're worried about training because you're afraid you're going to get hurt, are there going to be busts and bruises? Probably so. Are there going to be, like, big injuries? Actually, training for self-defense produces less injuries than most mm-hmm. traditional sports. Yep. That's true. And even still, like, you know, it'll get to the point, too, when you get into it long enough is you almost like kind of start wearing them like a badge of honor you know oh yeah okay it's, like you it's you my second them. broken yeah. nose man yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you put, <laughs> yeah you put work into them and stuff like that you know you've you've accomplished something and it's a it's a representation of it yeah i mean you know little bumps and bruises toughen you up to kind of deal with that stuff and then when the bigger things happen if the bigger things happen you know for most people they don't but if mm-hmm. the bigger things happen then it's like it's not as big of a deal yeah it's just not yeah. And then having to take it easy on like those things that you don't want to super I mean, injure, it becomes I'm, a big inconvenience. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm worse at. It's like, because whenever you get to a certain point, most pain is more of an inconvenience than it is like, oh, I'm really hurting. It's yeah. just like, oh, now I've got to take it easy. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> you know, this is going to set me back. This is annoying. Yeah. Like, the worst part of being injured <laughs> is like going to sleep. It's like, yeah, like you go to sleep the same way and you wake up and you go like, Yeah, like mad that it's still there. It's like, why didn't this go away in like eight hours that I just slept? Yeah. It's like, well, why didn't it go away in the eight hours that you were awake? Like you hurt your shoulder and you roll over onto it and you're like, Yeah, yeah. You know, or like your back hurts and you're sleeping on the floor. You can't sleep on your bed. It has too much give. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening to the episode. Don't forget, visit our sponsor, uh, faithandfreedomclothing.com. Uh, use the coupon code Impact Defense to get 15% off. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, re- uh, rate and review. Uh, that will help us out also. Uh, thank you very much again. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. 
If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.